don't you worry about that. Watch, I, I got confidence in you. You're going to be all right. Amen. Brother Mike McConaughey, as I said last night, is a recent acquaintance of mine. And the past two or three years we've uh, become friends. And I'm glad the Lord allowed us to meet. And, and uh, he has preached for him, me here in this local church in Jennings. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Well, turn around and shake hands with a good brother. Last night was just one of the most phenomenal services, messages that I've ever heard. And uh, everything that I felt in my heart uh, myself and um, was so eloquently articulated by Brother Adams. And uh, I do appreciate his sensitivity to the Holy Ghost and giving us what we need. May not be what we expect, but it's certainly what we need. Praise God. And uh, they uh, regret Brother Coon is not here. Uh, you would be very much, uh, you'll, you would be very well served if he was here. And uh, they were talking about his picture being on the um, CD. And I didn't know if I was going to have to dye my hair or not. To... <laughs> and uh, uh, I can't beat Brother Coon. They used to call me Coonahay, but that's as close to Brother Coon as I'm probably going to be able to get. So I'm going to just be myself today and thank you, Brother Townley, for... I think I, think I want to thank you for the invite. And uh, uh, this is not my fault if it, uh, somebody said, have you got your masterpiece done this morning? And I said, i got my splatter piece done here. And so... Uh, but I do appreciate uh, the Lord and Brother Townley has preached for us also and very timely message and stop the bleeding. Sometimes uh, we don't win every uh, battle that we face, but we're going to win the war. And we need good men like Brother Townley. And, and I'm looking at uh, good men that would come in and just preach what God gives them. And that's what we want. Amen. And so... Uh, I appreciate everyone here. Uh, I look out this congregation, and I say this from my heart. I'm just not saying this, uh, but there are far more capable people in this congregation to do what I'm doing today. But uh, uh, I tell you what, uh, we're gonna, we're just gonna. I'm gonna make Brother Archer look so good today, and uh, <laughs> get the minor prophets out of the way first. So. If you got your Bibles, would like to turn with us, and uh, as I look out through this, this is what I am. This is what uh, I think everybody ought to be. Don't have to worry about. Uh, you just come and fellowship God with good, clean brethren, and and I do appreciate the fact I feel at home today. The only problem after that message last night. Uh, I, I should have took responsibility for packing my suitcase, but uh, something slipped up there, and we got a minor problem today. And and uh, uh, my wife didn't pack my suspenders, and <laughs> and. Uh, that's like, uh, I may have to take my coat off and grab a hold of this belt. I don't know if I can. And uh, I take full responsibility for this. I'm going <laughs> But God help me. Amen. And so, uh, very short. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> You guys leap and I'll just have the joy. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's like uh, it's always minor surgery till it's you. Amen. 
may be minor to you, but we got a major problem, so praise God. I am going ahead cautiously today. I, you know, uh, I asked the Lord, I, I got up there pretty hefty, and I told the Lord, I said, man, I wish you'd help me lose some weight. And He said, you put it on and you take it off. And so I lost a little weight, and, and uh, I hadn't got my wardrobe fixed yet. So, uh, you know, I just, just in case I went back on up again. Praise God. Ephesians 4.27. Somebody please tell me what my starting time. Just tell me what time it is now. 10.18. Let me have that watch. I certainly don't want to infringe on Brother Archer's time. And uh, Ephesians 4 and 27. The Bible says, among other things, but... Uh, to cut to the chase today, neither give place to the devil. Ephesians 4.27 Neither give place to the devil. Then I thought something very interesting was said. He then said, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that is needed. Let's ask God to help us this morning. Lord. God praise, God praise God. Praise the Lord. You may be seated this morning. I, uh, as I began to peruse these scriptures, and uh, I had preached this message at my church uh, about a month ago, and uh, it's like it just began to grow some more. And when Brother Townley called me, uh, this immediately came to my mind, and so I began to meditate, and I hardly slept at all last night. It wasn't because of the accommodations, but uh, it just seemed like every waking moment uh, this was on my mind. So I'll be glad to get this thing done. Praise God. <laughs> but I would like to speak on the subject. Don't let him steal another thing from you. But if he's going to steal, amen, make him work for what he gets. Praise God. It's time to get the devil off of welfare. Praise God. God takes a dim view of stealing. I do too. All of you do too. But the fact is, Amen. The Bible says, Thou shalt not steal. And he gave this passage of Scripture to folks that had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Don't give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor. That just leaped out to me in my spirit when I saw that and began to think about how that uh, God wants those that steal no more in the church. Don't steal no more. Amen. But labor with their hands. And I thought, well, if that's good enough for the church, I think we ought to turn it around and give the devil a good dose of that himself. Praise God. Amen. Second Samuel, the 12th chapter, and verse number 1 gives us a parable to illustrate how that David's sin of thievery, stealing the poor man's ewe lamb, 
and that was Bathsheba. Amen. And we know that the rich man, David, was under the influence of the traveler. Amen. He traveled in, influenced him, and moved on. And I think today that we need to keep the traveler traveling. We need to keep him on the road. I don't think he needs to stop at our houses, our churches, anywhere. I believe that we need, if he's going to try to steal, I think he ought to earn everything he gets. How many is going to make it hard for him to get something from you? My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I begin to think about this. Could it be that there's been a many men that did not get up in the morning wanting to steal anything, but was influenced by a set of car keys sitting on the seat of the car, or maybe a purse in the back seat, and on the spur of the moment just decided, well, amen, let me see if this, and reaches in there and gets the keys and takes off with the car, not wanting to get up in the morning, amen, going to steal, but it just fell out that way. There are people that steal like that on the spur of a moment. And when I think about this, I don't think David got up that morning wanting to steal Bathsheba. I just believe, we've heard a lot about David, but I want to ask how many of you preachers let your wives take baths outside? Come on now, could it be that she made it easy for her him to pick up the keys and take the car? Come on, y'all. I, I know you're with me, but I want you to know, friend of mine, sometimes we make it easy for the enemy to come in and steal what we've got. I think we ought to put a stop to it, and right now ought to be the time we do it. Praise God. Praise God. We put curtains up at our house. Not just to keep the sun out, but to keep the peeping Jims and Toms and whoever else out there from looking in. Because if they can look through your curtains, I'm telling you, friend of mine, they see something they want, they'll come back later and, and pick it up when you're out of town or when you're gone. I think we ought to put a stop to that. Is there anybody going to stand up and put a stop to it today? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Yes, sir, you can make a difference. Yes, sir, you can keep the thief on the road. You can put a stop to it. Praise God. That's why I wanted all of our Sunday school teachers to put... Venetian blinds and curtains up on their walls or on the windows, especially those that were on the side of the road were pretty close to a road. I didn't want anybody walking down the road and see one of the stereos in there and decide to pick it up. Amen. I want you to know we can eliminate a lot of thievery if we just put some curtains up. If we'll put some barriers up. If we'll draw some lines of where they can't... I'm telling you, friend of mine, I feel like today that if he's going to steal and he's not going to stop stealing, but friend of mine, we ought to make it twice as hard for him to steal when it comes to our place. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Praise God. We've got people... Amen. That uh, are casual stealers. They they just steal on the spur of the moment. A purse there, and they snatch it and carry off with it. And then we have people that actually come and case houses out. They watch and they see your habits. And I was preaching for Brother Cardwell, uh, Elder Brother Cardwell, and uh, when Brother Wayne Cardwell was the assistant there years ago, and. First night of revival, evidently somebody had been casing his house out because when he left to come to church, somebody broke in and stole all his guns because they were professional thieves. Amen. And they cased it out. 
I wonder what if we looked at our life today, I wonder if we would be easy prey for the devil. Do you think that he could just kind of case us out and find out, well, he's not praying all that much today and, and maybe that'll happen the next day and the next day and then when you least expect it, he moves in and steals something from you. I don't want that to happen to me. I believe a man ought to stand up and draw the line and say, this is it. Amen. If he's going to try to take something, I'm going to make him work for it. Is there anybody here going to make the devil work for what he comes? Praise God. We've got to do whatever we need to do to keep the thief out. Can you say amen? If God expects us to work and labor, I think, and we're not going to win every battle. I've lost people. You've lost people, amen, but there are some things that we can do, amen. There are some curtains that we can put up. There are some barriers and there's some doors that we can lock that maybe would curb that every once in a while. But the fact is, amen, we are not going to lose the war. We may have lost a few people. There's been some casualties. There's been some fatalities. But it ain't over yet. I feel like today that the church of the living God is on the move. And I feel like God's going to have His way. And what we need to do is just make up our mind. Amen. I'm going to have what God wants me to have. I want everything God wants me to have. And I want to keep everything God wants me to have. Praise God. There are some dumb thieves out there. Uh, Thursday night, we're after our church service on Thursday night, and, and so there was a uh, buddy of mine, a brother in the church, and we were talking, while talking, and somehow we got on the subject, and he said, you know... Uh, I worked with a guy that had been in jail, and uh, so uh, we kept trying to ask him, how come he was in jail? Did you ever want to ask that to somebody? <laughs> I feel better about this. I think we got a bunch of honest people around here. <laughs> And so uh, this guy said, well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm a little bit embarrassed. But they kept pressing him. And finally, one day during lunch, he told him, he said, well, he said, I've tried to steal a cab. He said, you tried to steal a cab? He said, yeah. He said, I needed some money, and I got in a cab. And, and the guy asked me, where do you want to go? He said, my mind went blank. So I give him my home address. <laughs> This ain't evangelistic. This really happened. <laughs> and he said, man, I knew I had to, I had to rob him before we, we got to my house. And he said, I, I just couldn't get the nerve up. But when he stopped the car right in front of my house and turned around and asked me, that'll be whatever it was, he said, I pulled out my knife and said, I want all your money right in front of his house. The cab driver reached down between the seat and got a real shiny looking 357 Magnum, pointed it in his nose and said, I don't think so. And before he felt led to leave, he left. Five minutes later, guess who the jump boys come up and they apprehend him and uh, my... Uh, the guy that was there, he said, Brother, he said, I'm going to tell you something. They didn't arrest you for attempted robbery or armed robbery. They, they arrested you for being dumb. <laughs> but actually, we're working against somebody that's kind of dumb. He pulls the same old, same old on us all the time. His tricks have never 
changed. We ought to get wind of it. Amen. We ought to, amen, pull that old hog leg out every once and say, I don't think so. I want your message. I don't think so. I want your family. I don't think so. Come on now. I feel like God's wanting us to stand up and pull. I don't think so. I don't think so. I believe God's given us the power to withstand it. Turn around your neighbor. I'm going to keep the booger bear out. Praise God. Praise God. Don't let him steal. The Bible says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. And he'll flee from you. Don't make it easy for him anymore. The mystery of iniquity doth already work. I'm telling you, you don't have to let it work in your life. Because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. I'm telling you today, I'm dead. See, I feel like God is speaking to my heart. Amen. He's going to try to steal. Amen. But put him out. Don't let him in. And make him work for every single person, every single thing he gets. How many is going to raise your hand and say, that's the way I'm going to operate? If you give him an inch, he'll take a don't give him nothing. Don't give him the time of the day. I'm telling you, friend of mine, resist. Somebody say, resist. Resist. Praise God. Let's clap our hands in Jesus. Praise God. Just so you know, tell your neighbor, you give him an inch. Just tell your brother, hey, if you give that, if you give him an inch, he'll. Is that the truth? Is that the truth? Amen. He's not satisfied, and I don't think we ought to be satisfied as a church of the living God, as preachers, as men. Of, I'm telling you, friend of mine, we don't need to let him have one little bitty inch. Don't make it easy for him. Amen. How do we withstand? The enemy. The Bible says to resist. Amen. First thing, submit yourselves to God. And then resist the devil. Because as soon as you commit and submit to God, the enemy is going to be there to try to contend for you. Not submitting. Because he knows that when somebody submits, that is one of the most powerful attributes of worship. When men submit to God. That's one of the most powerful elements of faith is when you submit to God. And then you can turn around after you submit to God and you can resist the devil and he will flee from you. I read something not too long ago about uh, submission. And submission is not submitting to something that you already want to do. But submit, real submission is when your pastor says not to do something. And you don't do it. You are submitting your will to His. And God's. I didn't think that was all that bad right there. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. I want you to know we can make it harder on Him if we'll just start submitting to God like we need to submit to God. Resist Him. 
I used to think that that meant just ignore him and he'll flee from. I thought maybe that was what, but I began to look at what resist really means. And resist does not mean to ignore, but it means to stand against, to oppose, to withstand. Amen. There are some things that you can ignore. But you cannot ignore the attacks that the devil puts on the church, on your family. I'm telling you tonight or today too, amen, that God is in this place and I feel like, amen, there's something that we need to do to make it harder for Him to get what He wants. And the main ingredient is start submitting to God. And I can't go over that enough. Brother Adams eloquently and very thoroughly explained submission last night. But I reiterate, I tell him, amen, that I appreciate what he preached last night. And that's the real root of the matter. That's the crux of the matter. That we must submit ourselves to God and let God have His way in our life. Praise God. Amen. I was in our office. Uh, I had somebody with me and I come out of my office. I locked it. And I went to the outer office. I locked it. And I went to the outside of the fellowship hall where we come in. I locked it. And the guy that was with me said, Brother McConaughey, said, if they want in, I don't care how many doors you lock. They're going to come in. And I said, that's right. But I mean to make it as hard as I can. They may come in, but it's not going to be because... I left a door unlocked or I left a door open. Anybody with me this morning? I'm telling you, friend of mine, there are some ways that we really need to get to Him. He presses on you every day. I think in prayer we ought to press on Him. Amen. I want you to know that we need to lift up holy hands without wrath and doubt. I'm telling you, a man, amen, needs to pray in his house. He needs to pray in his church. There's something about that that stirs me up and the devil's going to attack the head, amen, because he knows that if he can get the head out of action that everything else is going to be all right. But I want you to know as men, as pillar in the church, we've got to lock every door that's got a lock on it. We've got to do everything possible to protect, amen, what we have. Because God gave it to us. And friend of mine, the things of God cost something. Praise God. Let's clap our hands in Jesus' name. It goes unsaid, amen, that we need to pray. We need to fast. We need to get in the Word. This helps. Stephen was in the Word so much that the Bible said that they were not able to resist the Spirit in which he spoke. In other words, they tried, amen, to fight it. But you can get into a place in God where the devil can't stop you, where disgruntled saints can't stop you, when the world can't stop you. I'm telling you today, amen, that we need to understand that we do have power, and I'm just not here to be, be a cheerleader and hip hop with a ray. I'm telling you, friend of mine, I'm serious when I come to you today and say, He that stole, let him steal no more. If the devil's going to do something, anything at all, we ought to make him sweat. We ought to make Him work. We ought to make Him toil. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud. And give grace to the humble. Amen. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, 
walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist? Everybody say fight. fight. Oppose. Oppose. Whom resist steadfast in the faith knowing that the same affliction of accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Another translation says it like this. Take a firm stand against Him. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. If somebody else made it, I feel like you can make it too. If somebody else is able to humble themselves and submit, I feel like we can too. Oh, I'm glad to know today, amen, that there is a way that we can combat. We've got armor. We've got the sword of the Spirit. I'm telling you today that God is in this place and He wants to do everything He can to supply us with everything we need to resist. But you've got to submit. I thought about the day and hour that we live in are such challenging times. Dealing with things that probably 20 years ago we never would have thought that we would be dealing with. And what makes somebody sit down and uh, type in get in some kind of a chat room and then first thing you know they've they've ran off. Amen. Seems like a dream. But we're all having to deal with things like that. Amen. And as a saint of God, wherever that pastor draws the line, I don't think an apostolic chat room, Pentecostal, Jehovah Witness, I don't care any kind of chat room. I just don't think it's conducive to good apostolic living. Let me do that right-handed, okay? Praise God. So the rest, I'm telling you, I don't think it's conducive to good Christian living. There's some dangerous things that we're having to mess with dangerous love affairs that people are getting into. I thought how that uh, it's a bad thing when uh, we've got fence jumpers in the church now and used to not be that way And because I feel like a man that God is in this place today and He's trying to head somebody off at the past by the things that you look at and the things you entertain yourself with. I'll tell you what, amen, we need to clean house is what we need to do. I thought how ugly it is for somebody to run off with somebody else's wife or and it's not the love bug, but it's the lust bug in the day and the hour that we're living in. Amen. We see that a lot. And I'm not here to paint a bad picture, but I want you to know there are some love affairs, amen, that are more dangerous than running off with somebody else's old lady. I know, praise God. Well, get up here then. If you could see what they're looking at me like, you wouldn't be saying that because they're doing that behind your back, doing it to my face. Oh, come on now. Amen. I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm just tired of the enemy coming in and stealing us blind. When you can put a lock on the door, when you can shut the door, when you can put some things that's going to put a buffer zone in between you and danger, I would always rather err on the side of safety. Praise God. I thought about there will be in the last days those people that are in love with themselves. They love the praise of men. They love... That's a dangerous love affair to fall into. Amen. That's a love affair that the enemy really tries to work on the minds 
of assistant pastors and youth leaders and saints of God because there is an element in every one of us, amen, that wants to be seen and wants to be heard. And if you are number two, you remember that's just what you are. I better get down here and see what I'm supposed to be saying. Bless God. I've seen a many people go down the tubes because they allowed the enemy to come in and get in between them and the pastor. Probably ain't nobody here like that, but just in case there is, I don't think so. Turn around your name and say, I don't think so. Praise God. I was uh, involved in a meeting much like this one and the night before I was supposed to preach. Uh, he wanted me to get up and say a few things. and I noticed that the guy that helped him was not his assistant. He was back there in the back. And so uh, the reason he was back there, he came in late. He came in late. I figured you'd understand that right-handed. <laughs> well, I don't know what the fire is in life, and they can pay no attention to me. <laughs> and if he don't recognize you, particular incident, the guy was late. He was late every service. But he wanted to be the big cheese. The Bible says that in the last days there will be those that love the praise of men. To make a long story short, I got up there and I, I was going to recognize him and I knew him just like I know some of you. Pretty well. Some of you won't own up to it. I don't blame you, Brother Phillips. Praise God. I got up there, and Brother Townley, I looked at him, and my mouth opened, and I just went blank. I couldn't think of his name. And I knew the guy just like I... And I just kept meanly mouthing around there until I just give up. I wasn't going to recognize him. Couldn't think of his name. I didn't want to say, hey, uh, the, the preacher there to come in late, uh, stand up and testify. <laughs> if I knew what I did now, I probably would have done that. Look, if you've got a problem along those lines, there's going to be a God-created situation that's going to boil the real you out. The water shall overtake the hiding place, and the real you is going to come floating up where everybody can see and everybody can know. Make an even longer story short. I got some more good on that, but I may be preaching to the choir. But I'm here to tell you the door opens sometimes, and I've seen good men go down that road. He started pounding around with some of the, I probably don't have any in this church, but I got a few in mine, disgruntles. Butting up with the wrong people. Do I need to say that left-handed? or <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Hey, just bob your head. That'll make me feel good. Come on, 
and going out to eating with them and fellowshipping them, knowing full well that they were against the man of God. Push come to shove, gets him in his office, and he stands up and points his finger in the pastor's face. I hope so. That <laughs> just ain't funny. <laughs> it's too late, brother. Uh, he said, Pastor, none of your business. He <laughs> says, uh, I'll tell you what the problem is. He'd been to three churches in four years. That ought to give that guy some kind of indication right there. Oh, God. Some people got that old kangaroo spirit. <laughs> They'll put a few young ones in that pouch and hop off with them if you don't watch out. Oh, God. Some of you guys in the back row seem like you please amen and from experience back there. He said, Pastor, when I first came here, in the directory you put Reverend. And the last directory came out, it was just my name. Brother Adams, you here? Where are you at? Where are you at? Okay. <laughs> I kind of think you better stand and let everybody know you is here. Oh, yeah! I forgot what I was even going to say. <laughs> you was looking for a word last night. The word is hacked. Do you ever get hacked off? <laughs> that kind of stuff hacks me off. I think it hacks God off. I think you ought to be a real man and quit. My God, have mercy. I can't You're just so stuck on yourself, it's pathetic. Come on, we need deliverance. Shut the door. Get deliverance. Submit to the man of God and resist the devil. And he will... Praise God. Sit down before I think of something else. Oh, I can't tell, man. I'm holding on for dear life. That ain't funny, y'all. Praise God. I had some spinners one time, but they had such a bind on them. I reached down and prayed for God one night. The one that had the dentures on it come loose and come around and popped him in the head. I said, where's polygrip when you need it? He was bleeding like a stuck hog, and I couldn't remember Ezekiel, whatever it was, to pray over him. (laughs) 
I don't know what we're going to do. But I know one thing. Whatever we're doing now ain't going to be long here. My God have mercy. I'm talking about dangerous love affairs. Shutting the door on those dangerous love affairs that are more detrimental than jumping the fence, some of them. And we're again all that. But I think about how that Demas, one of Paul's compadres, having loved this present world, turned his back and walked away from God. The love of the world. I'll tell you what. When the preacher draws the line, I think us men need to stand behind the line. Yes, sir. How many how many states we got represented here? Texas, we got any Texas, Alabama. Uh, we just got several. We'll just take Texas and Arkansas and Tennessee, Tennessee, Mississippi. Brother, you got any water? I, I'll tell you what, man. If I had some water, I'd, I'd cut off about 15 minutes of this message. When he said brisket and etouffee, I automatically cut in half. I don't know about you, but when I pull out of my driveway, my my neighbor next across the road's got cows, and they've got grass inside that pasture up to their uh, belly. Is that wrong? Invariably, every day. They got their head stuck through the fence eating grass on the other side of the fence. That's Louisiana cows. I know if you want to keep cows, you better put that fence about... 25, 30 feet away from the road. Then if they stick their head, they won't have to look both ways. Nobody knows like the man of God where to put the fence. Because you're going to stick your head through there every once in a while. And you're going to, I'm telling you, friend, all of us need the grace of God and the mercy of God. In case we stick our head through the fence. I was in Texas one day. I had a Mercury Marquis. And uh, I was around in this curve. Our truck was coming, leaning over this way. And there was a dog coming this way, or going that way, rather, with me. And I said, I don't want to run over the dog. And I sure don't want to get run over by the truck. I eased over as far as I could in good conscience. And if that dog didn't turn its head, I know what the Indian would have said. Dog gone. <laughs> I had a set of his bicuspies in my in my bumper. 
You know why? He was too close to the road. He was going the right direction, but he turned and looked. Come on, there's some stuff out there that are trying to get you to look. But you better look from a distance. And that better be all that you do. I'm talking about don't let the enemy pull you in close to the road where you get ran slap over. One more here. Scripture. Give me a... Isaiah 14 and verse number 12. Do not tell my church that I've preached less than an hour. They're going to think you folks are liars. <laughs> okay. We're just trying to build their faith, brother. I thought, boy, that's some pretty high-powered tendencies, the love of the world. The, the love of money. I'm amazed at these people. And I, you know, How many likes money? How many wants some more? That's what John D. Rockefeller said. How much is it going to take to satisfy you, John? He says, more. <laughs> but it amazes me. This probably never happened to you, and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But I've had people come in, and they want to ask my opinion of it. And when it's all over, I'm saying, they never did ask me my opinion. They just said, we're moving And so, uh, well, uh, have you prayed? Oh, yeah, we feel like God wants us to move. Put it on God. It's God's fault. Well, uh, have you uh, checked out a church? <laughs> it looks like some of them Louisiana deer at night with the headlight on them. Church? Check the well, well, don't you think you ought to kind of sort of check the church out if you're going to move to a vicinity? Did I say something wrong? I mean, is this the same bunch as in here about two minutes ago? Come on now. Ain't none of you doing that, is it? Well, say praise the Lord. There better not be anybody. Don't think so. But the love of money. People change locations, locale without checking anything out. And I'm telling you, in the day and the hour that we live in, you better have a good, strong church. It better be apostolic slap to the bone. Because there's a lot of shaking going on, but those that are on the firm foundation, amen, can't be shook up. You're open. To an attack for the enemy to come in and steal you blind. Praise God. Okay, Reverend. Yeah, somewhere around in there. How art thou fallen? How art thou fallen? O Lucifer. Son of the morning. How art thou cut down to the ground? How art thou cut down? To the ground. Which didst weaken the nations. Which didst weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thine heart. Listen. The most dangerous love affair that lets the enemy in is what happened to Lucifer. And if that spirit can reach up in the corners of heaven and pull him and one third of the angels down, just think how that might apply to us if we're not fasting and praying and seeking God like we need to. For thou hast said in thine heart, you have said in your heart, I will. Ascend I will. Put your finger up there. 
I will. Read. I will exalt my throne. Put your other finger. I will. Put your other finger. Oh, what, what? I will sit also above the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will. That's number four. I will be like the most high. That's number five. I will. Ladies and gentlemen, the most... Yeah, excuse me. There ain't supposed to be no gal boys in here. (laughs) Oh, God, help me. But he said in his heart, I'm going to run things. I will. And when you are in love with your own will and what you want to do, you're opening up the door of the devil and he's going to steal you blind. you got to do something. I said you got to do something to prevent it. What are we going to do? I think we ought to stay. It's not the tail wagging the dog, but I think the dog ought to wag the tail. Let's let's stand. And I'm going as fast as I can. I told the Lord, I said, Lord, won't we just run them this morning? And I looked out there, there ain't nobody going to run here. It's the best I can do. But the thing about it, we've got parents need to fight. Don't let, don't let the tail wag the dog. Set the perimeters. Oh, I wish you'd have been here last night. Heard about the head. One of the saddest things I've ever read in my Bible. Curse ye me, Rose saith the angel of the Lord, curse ye bitterly the inhabitants thereof because they came not to the help of the Lord, the help of the Lord against the mighty. We never hear anything else about Nero's because God cursed it. You could have helped You had the talent to help. You hadn't caused any problems. That's just it. You're a neutral. Not responding to anything. The most strategic town positioned to where they could have saved everybody else a lot of heartache and misery. If They just would have responded. Pastors, we can't afford to just turn our heads and be neutral. I want this church to pray for me that I won't be neutral, but within everything within me, that I'll resist. God's view of being neutral you might as well be against if you're not going to help in the time of battle. Brethren, thank you for binding together. This is the kind of men's fellowship that I've been looking for. And I think today that before this brother preaches, after he gets through preaching, I'm going to be a better man because coming to this conference. I wonder today that probably not room to get out in the aisles or anything, but you'll stand up in your heart 
and says, I'm not going to just let right. it happen. If it gets anything out of my church, yeah. if it gets anything out of my family, come on. it's not going to come unless there's a fight. Turn around to your neighbor and tell him, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, in a world full of trouble.